Hi, I'm Brandy. And I'm Anna. Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Today we'll be sharing how we each have walked through seasons of pruning and what the Holy Spirit has taught us along the way. Thanks for listening. Before getting into today's episode, we would like to give a shout out to our first sponsors, Christian and Amanda. Thank you for believing in us. If you're interested in partnering with us, check out the link in the show notes of this episode. Now let's get into the podcast. John 15.2 says, He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. So good. So Anna and I um, today are going to discuss pruning. I think that that is um, a really huge part of our spiritual growth and our spiritual journey with the Lord um, and allowing him to prune us. Um, so you currently are going through a pruning season. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you kind of talk about what that is looking like right now and what you're learning through that? Yeah, definitely. So I found out earlier this year that my job was going to be changing drastically. The old nonprofit that I used to work at they went through a restructure this year. So they changed some of the job titles and job responsibilities pretty drastically. And so mine happened to be one that really got altered and it got split into three separate jobs, basically. So through this year, I've been trying to figure out, am I going to pick one of those jobs? Will I be able to stay? Am I leaving? And it really just seemed evident that like God was going to be pulling me away from this nonprofit. And I had worked there for, I think it was six years this year. So I was pretty rooted there and I was comfortable. I felt like I really knew the people I worked with. I built really strong relationships with them. So it was kind of scary to realize like I think my time is coming to an end and then it was also scary not knowing what was next Mm -hmm. so you got a um an email uh, Mm -hmm. that basically said after this date we no longer have funding for your position yeah um so can you kind of talk about like the feelings that you felt in that moment all the feels (laughs) (laughs) um yeah all the feels I felt fear because I a big part of our living our budget is set off of a dual income household so that security was going to be going away after a specific date um and then gosh I think I reached out to you right like you were the one I talked to about it do you remember I feel like that was well, so long ago yeah I remember asking you like uh hey have you heard anything and yeah you're like, I actually think I'm gonna ask and then you got that email like that day oh. or whatever and so um, I mean, I just remember you being, Anna has this habit, I wasn't with you, like this was over text, but I can picture you because you have this habit of like breaking out in hives <laughs> like, <laughs> when something like that happens. So I was like, I can just picture you like sweating and like, yeah, um, all red. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because you poured so much time into this yeah, job. You poured yeah. so much um, like of your heart into this job. And so... Uh, yeah, I mean, and I think that that hits on an important topic with pruning um, that you can expand on here. But um, I think that it can feel scary. Mm-hmm. I think that pruning definitely, I mean, it talks about in that verse and we looked up the definition, you know, of the process of cutting off dead right. branches or mm-hmm. leaves to produce fruitfulness and grow. And I think um, 
if you can't recognize that it's dead, like you weren't aware at that time that it was right. dead. And so I think that it does feel scary. Like mm-hmm. you're like, this is a part of me. It's literally attached to who I am. Like yeah. this is a part of me. Definitely a part of my um, identity in right. a way. Um, yeah. Wow. I think also thinking back to that day, it was also a confirmation because I think I was telling you like over the past couple months that I kind of felt like God was leading me away from where I was working. And I didn't really fully know if that's what I was hearing from him, but I kind of was feeling it. I, I just different services, even at church. I remember during worship, I just really felt like God was putting it on my heart that like my time was coming to an end. And I think had that not happened, I don't know that I would have been as willing to like pick up and go because I was so rooted there and it was a sense of security. I knew what I was doing. I was good at what I was doing, but then it was like, I kind of came to the point where I had no option but to leave. You know, it's really wild as I'm listening to you talk about this and I'm coming back to, we talked about this in the very first episode, um, but where like it had to lay, it, like God had just laid the message on your, your heart of mm-hmm. the time is now. And yeah. I think that like, it's so wild because I think that um, you hear a message like that from God and you're like, okay, where do you want me to go? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Yeah. And he's like, I want you to give up something that's dead. Like, yeah. it's like, it doesn't feel, and it's in some ways we did do that. We started the podcast, right. like a lot of like things launched out of that message from the Lord. But I think that a part of it was detached from something that you yeah. have loved. And yeah. that's, you know, it's wild, but you had felt that months ago that right. like God was speaking that to you. Well, I keep asking God, what does that mean? Because I feel like it has meant a couple different, it's like been a phrase that's kind of meant something different for different areas of my life. Like it was like, time is now, start the podcast. And then it was like, time is now, time to leave, you know? So it's just crazy to see how. I just think it's a new season. Yeah, like, it's like it God feels is like that. And I think that that's what, like with pruning, that is what, when you think of growth and fruitfulness, like that's a seasonal thing. Like right. you produce fruit throughout the seasons. And I think that God is bringing you into a new season. Like yeah, fully. And for that, sure. some of that means fertilizing over here. Some mm-hmm. of it means planting over here, starting a new garden a little bit with the podcast right. and things. But like also pruning is a part of that, you know? So, mm-hmm. and this happens to be so, a huge thing that God is doing and pruning out of your life. Um, but can you kind of talk about what has evolved from this and what comes out of pruning because it is scary and it's scary to cut off things but um God is always going to do things for the good of those that love him and so there's good things that have come out of this and can you kind of talk about that absolutely so I remember there was a group of us from our church that started the 40-day prayer challenge it's Mark Batterson right yeah circle prayer Draw the circle. circle. (laughs) Something with a circle. Um, So, yeah, I think we had started that. Like, I don't know if it was before I got that email or during the email. But one of the things, you know, it must have been after because it was one of the things I circled was job. Um, So I was praying about, like, my job, what was going to happen. And I just had this peace. I don't know. Like, I remember. You kept saying that. Yeah. And And I I was like. That's not Anna. (laughs) Right. No, no. I remember you texting me and you're like, are you freaking out? And I was like, no, I actually have peace right now. And you're like, well, then this is only a God thing because that is not how I thought you were going to be reacting. And I was like, I know me either. So I don't know. It was so weird. I think back to this summer and I'm like, how was I like at peace? 
peace through all this because I went through months of not knowing what's next, what job am I going to, and now I have a job lined up and I actually start tomorrow, so that's awesome. But for a while I didn't know and I was trying to kind of research and just tell people like, hey, I'm job hunting, like let me know if you know of any places that are hiring, whatever. So yeah, I just really kind of planted and was like, okay, God, you are the the source here, like I'm coming to you for peace. I'm coming to you because I know you are going to provide something good for me in this. Like I just really believed that. So I was like, I'm just going to walk through this. And I was asking people to pray for me. I was sharing what was going on. And definitely I experienced anxiety at times where my thoughts started to wander or I just would get in kind of a bad headspace. And so I really had to battle that with truth and so it was definitely staying connected and I think that's so cool about the verse that we pulled today because it talks about how Jesus is the true vine Mm -hmm. so I knew like I have to stay connected to God in this because I do believe something good will come from this but I have to walk through it faithfully and not throw fit yeah but I mean obviously I didn't do that perfectly but I do know that's what pulled me through so anyways, we were doing this prayer challenge. So it's 40 days. On day 20, there were four of us from the group that were able to meet up. And so I was sharing what was going on with my job that I found out that the other job um, fell through. Like there was a potential that another position could work if we got a grant and I'd be able to stay at my old job. We didn't get the grant. So I was like, okay, it's definitely not happening now. So unless I want to completely change what I do there, which I did not want to do that, then I had to leave. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of just like sharing all the details of this with the group of four that I was with and the other, actually Cheryl. So the Cheryl was there, the the first person we had on our podcast. She was there and she was like, my best friend works at Grace Church and they have sore tutoring. So she was like, I'm going to connect you with her. Send me your resume, you know, or I was like, I'll send you my resume, whatever. And then she forwarded it on to her friend and her friend ended up like helping me get connected with SOAR tutoring. And that was kind of how I got into the next position. Yeah. Um, so this morning we kind of like surrounded you in prayer because you start tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Can you talk about some of the expectations you have going into this? Some of the, um, I don't want to say like anxieties, but like obviously it's like exciting and nervous to start any new job, um, especially knowing the weight of this. You know, I think when you work for a nonprofit or you work for a ministry or something, um, anyone's job holds weight, like any job. Uh, To me, my job is my mission field. So I think that it always matters but I think when you're doing something a job that like is of purpose like that I'm sure that it has different weights I guess to it is what I'm trying to say so can you kind of talk about how you're feeling going into starting this yeah for sure I am very excited um I did not work for a faith-based organization before and this nonprofit is faith-based. It's called SOAR Detroit. And I remember when I was looking up about like who they are, what they do, it was so exciting to me because their mission statement, it literally involved Jesus. And when I had my interview, they opened it up in prayer. And that was something that was so refreshing to me because I so badly want to help 
kids and help mentors work with these kids to help them become better readers. Like literacy is such a foundational skill that people need to have. And then to be able to tie my faith in with that, it just is like full picture for me. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was researching about SOAR Detroit and I came across one of their like mission statements on the website and it says SOAR Detroit provides literacy tutoring and sports to foster life-changing relationships and help kids flourish. Flourish was in their was on their website. And so I remember seeing that and being like, this just feels so right and so Full connected. Yeah. yeah. Like what are the chances that flourish, that word is in there? It just like popped off the page to me and I was texting our group chat about it. And it just it was like those little confirmations of, okay, this is what's next. Mm-hmm. So going back to um you had alluded to the fact that Cheryl was the one who helped you kind of um, get connected. Right. Yeah. Um, network. It was the word I was looking for, like oh, network okay. into uh, that position. Um, you have talked about texting our group chat, like mm-hmm. through these revelation moments that you were having, like through the season. And then this morning we got to um, Cheryl actually, um, ironically enough, was the one that kind of led anointed you with oil yeah. and led a prayer um, where you were surrounded by people right. um, and we kind of commissioned you or sent you um, mm-hmm. into what you're going to be going through this next week um, so once again it comes back to community <laughs> yeah. and um, the unity that comes when you get to link arms through a season like this um, I think that it's funny because you were talking about texting me and saying, um, you know, I texted you and you were like, I did not expect you to not have anxiety. And I was like, but I feel like almost that even like is a conversation that is like a, a confirmation from God, because it's like you can go through something and say, I have peace. But then when you have another person come in and go, whoa, like I see yeah. the peace on you and this isn't normal. This has to right. be of God. It's like you get to feel the confirmation of the Lord. So mm-hmm. um how are you feeling about having that community and having that and what has it meant to you through this season? Yeah, it is so special to me. And I saw Cheryl earlier in the week and I told her, I want you to pray for me on Sunday. I wanted her. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I saw her and I told her I start on Monday. I really want you to pray for me on Sunday. And I want I just know the power of prayer like I've experienced in my life. I believe it. I believe like when we come together, we're two or what's the verse? Two or three three gathered. Yep. There he is. There he is. And there's power in prayer and power in us praying for each other. Like it's just something I believe so deep. And I was I knew I wanted Cheryl to pray over this job and Donna because Donna was there also when I got connected to SOAR for the first time. So Cheryl told me she was bringing the oil and I was very excited about that. So she she came over to me and we were like talking at the end of service today. And then I told her, you know, tomorrow's my first day. She's like, we have to pray. You know, like church was awesome today and there was so many awesome things happening. So she I think that's when she went over, grabbed Donna and then Donna came over and then a few other people that are like in our community just kind of happened to be standing there so then I, I mean there was probably five or six people around me that were praying for me and Cheryl put um, oil on my forehead oil on my hands and was just praying that I would go in here making a difference and that's just so 
empowering to me. I believe that that is like community coming together to empower each other and to go out and do the work. Mm -hmm. Like you said, how your job is your mission field. Like I believe that too. Mm -hmm. I mean, so much of our lives are given to our jobs. And so I just believe that this is where I'm supposed to be for this time. I don't know how long it'll be, but it is for now. And I want to give it my all and I want God to be in it. And so I just believe that power of prayer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, in some ways this could have been scary for you because you're also going part-time yeah uh so even like financially right it's definitely different oh, yeah. um and I think that I've just witnessed um you and Will um you know I think that you both are kind of in a transition period um with your jobs and I think that witnessing both of you just like operate in peace and uh confidence in who God is like has been really it does empower people we get to empower you through the season which is great we get to pray for you and lift you up and encourage you but then like the testimony of what you're going through encourages others and I think that Mm -hmm. that is like such a full circle thing because your community is then empowered by getting to walk with you in this you know this isn't just oh we need to surround Anna it's like God is like creating a testimony inside of you that Mm -hmm. is going to be glorifying to him and um, encouraging and uplifting to the people around you Um, and I think that that is really cool because when people are stressed about finances or whatever it is this is just another um, opportunity for people to see like God's got you and he's going to take care of you and um, if it's meant to be you're going to be okay you know right well I want to talk about you too I know you were sharing that you have gone through a pruning season so can you tell us about um, your time in Rockford sure so I think that um, something that in the situation with you that we saw is like um, it really happened pretty quickly I mean there was a very I mean it was months but like there were not uh, there wasn't a huge lapse of time between Mm -hmm. going what am I going to do between and you getting yeah. the job. Well, that's why uh, something I'm so grateful for too, because my last day was on Friday. So I got paid up until Friday and I started a new job Monday. So we didn't have to go through a time of right. me not right. earning something. Well, and that does, uh, that does bring up a good point because the email that you had gotten said funding runs out at the end of September. And yeah. so it was like, when September is ending, what is bye bye paycheck (laughs) so I mean I think that that's you know God definitely works that out but I think that there was a um there was a like a short time period between both of those and that was such a blessing for you and um I I kind of want to talk about when um that doesn't happen you know right right. because my story is very different um in that way I mean I definitely have moments of pruning that Mm -hmm. are quicker but I think one of the like defining giant tree branches that was a part of my life was when I was serving in um, a discipleship program at the time it was called focus one it was in Rockford Illinois and um, a lot of like a lot of the ways that I grew up were there I met Frank there Um, I met some of my best friends in the whole world there and I went in at 18 years old and Mm -hmm lived with a bunch of 18 year olds we all had no idea what we were doing it was a complete mess um but I was discipled there truly and I think that looking back on all of that there was a time where uh basically the way that this works because um funding is depending on how many students are incoming um 
they have internships at that time. I, the program has changed a lot now, yeah. so it's different now. But at that time, um, you kind of had to be asked back every year because we oh. didn't know how many students we were going to have. We didn't know what the finances looked like um, or even just like what God was talking to the directors. Um, so Frank was on staff there for a while. Um, we had been married for about a year and I was on staff there. Uh, they have like a coffee shop that brings in. It's like one of their fundraisers. So um, I managed the coffee shop. And uh, the director at the time kind of set us down and was like, basically said, like, he doesn't think that we should come back the next year. And I think at that time, I mean, that was probably one of the hardest things I've had to go through because I think it just felt like rejection. Um, It felt like at that time we couldn't see our lives anywhere else. We couldn't see you were planted yeah like we were just like we're here Frank is very much uh someone who just stays where he is Mm -hmm. until God says to go and so we really didn't understand like what we were gonna do why we weren't chosen I think that like looking back as an adult um I took it way more personal than it needed to be um but I felt like something was wrong with me I was like what did we do wrong are we not cool enough like um Rockford has this this kind of reputation I guess for having like they have a lot of talent in one place they have a lot of creatives um, it was really hard for you as an individual to stand out because there's so many great people there amazing people that like it didn't feel like you know so like to put it in perspective at the Shores Church where we attend now um, I'm a very creative person and uh I, I don't want to say that I stand out in that way, but if things need to be done, people te- tend to come to me when it comes yeah, to something you creative. you do stand out. You're very Painting, gifted. Yeah. hand lettering, that kind of thing. Um, I'm just very creative-minded. I didn't discover that until many years after I left Rockford mm-hmm. because I didn't have the outlet, I guess. There were so many people that had the same kind of talents oh. as me that um, or thought the same way that... And th- this could... I'm not projecting this um, as fault to anyone because this all could be my own fault like I probably did not put myself out there enough I did not um like no one can crack that uh like type of creativity in you like this is something that like God has to plant in you and let you allow to grow no one can force that to come out of you so I think that uh in a lot of ways it was probably insecurity I was very young back then so I think Mm -hmm. that I had a lot of insecurity but all of that to say I just felt very um rejected and like I just wasn't good enough you know Mm. um and to be perfectly honest if uh the people the directors at the time who are still the directors listen to this which they probably won't but if they do (laughs) um they didn't want what was best for us um looking back though so what happened was he had told us that I had like the worst time with it um and then we reached out to a friend who we knew was had moved to Texas and he was like I know someone who's planning a church in Austin Mm -hmm. if you want to get a hold of him we FaceTimed him and after the first FaceTime I was telling the whole world I was moving to Texas (laughs) like I just knew that's where we were supposed to go so we did and then we lived in Texas for a while we planted a church Um, do you feel like you had that creative outlet there Yes. Um, A church plant, you know, there was like, it started with four of us in the living room going, how are we going to do this? And then it (laughs) went to five people and then seven people. And then, you know, like it grew. So when it was just the four of us, for sure, there was no other people to do it. So I feel like that was kind of me starting to like 
get into that and be like, I can do this. I can make this sign. I could, you know, whatever. Like, so I definitely think that that was um, probably the first part of that being practiced. Um, But then we would come here and we would visit. And every time I would come here, I would just be like, this is home. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like Michigan is home. Um, And we always knew we would be called here. Where were you living again at this time? Austin. Okay, so you're in Texas, and then when you visited Michigan, you felt like Michigan felt like home? Yes, so oh, it was weird because <laughs> I would, we would leave, and you can ask Frank this, but we would leave, and I would say, um, like, when are we moving? And he would be like, God has not released us from Texas, mm-hmm. and I would be like, I don't like you. What year was that? <laughs> oh, this started probably, we moved in 2015. This probably started, like, 2016. Wow. I was like, when are we going to Michigan? <laughs> So, um, and actually it was crazy because this was like probably 2019, 2018 or 2019, um, Pastor Scott had actually bought us plane tickets for like, as a Christmas present. Um, he bought us plane tickets to surprise, uh, Frank's parents and come and visit or whatever. And it was like a bless, like he wanted to bless the family of the church and, you know, um, and that was really the first time that we like sat down with Scott and Annie. And Scott is telling us, Pastor Scott's telling us um, about how he has this like need in the church uh, for a worship pastor. My husband is deaf, everyone that's listening. <laughs> and I said, can you pray about us, it being us? And he's like looking at me. Like, <laughs> and Frank's like elbowing me. And I'm like, I mean, I know he can't lead worship, but he could do something else. Like, and he's telling us the need is worship. And I'm just like, can you just please bring us on staff? Cause I oh want to gosh. be here. Um, and I, we got back home and I was like, I ruined all of our chances of ever being living in Michigan. Like Scott thinks we're crazy. Um, and then sure enough, here we are. So I think all of that to say that, um, I don't know that I really realized the full circle of leaving Rockford until probably like 2020, 2021, Mm -hmm. when I really got here and I was like, this is our home. Like, I can't even explain to you. I have not ever felt so called to a location. Mm -hmm. Like, I've always felt called to people and pastors and things like that. And don't get me wrong here. Like, I, we serve and love Pastor Scott and Annie like more than... I think people really realize like we are here to serve them. Oh, you are. Um, But if God ever called them away and I've told them this, if God ever called them away, we feel even more called to the shores and we feel Mm. even more called to like St. Clair Shores, the the town that we live in. Um, And I think that I've never felt that before. Hmm. And so I'm like, I can see point A to point B now where I'm like, or really point C, because I feel like Texas was kind of point B, but, like, yeah. I can see the, um, the like, pruning that happened then and the goodness and the fruitfulness yeah. that has come years later. Faithfulness um, leads to fruitfulness. Yes. And I got that text today from, from Annie. <laughs> from Annie. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, there's... Um, I Yesterday, I was, like, painting journals for mm-hmm. some of our friends, um, and I was, like just thinking about how like you guys so much appreciate my like creativity oh my gosh it's so cute (laughs) and I'm like I just don't know that I would have ever been able to discover that part of myself on the level that I have if I would have stayed in Rockford and again like I don't blame anyone for Rockford you know like I I really 
cherish that season. Mm -hmm. I cherish the people that I met. Some of the people are still some of my closest friends, but I just don't think that I would have like cultivated the um, person that I am today and the the gifts and talents I have discovered in myself today if I would have stayed there. And so in a lot of ways, I'm very thankful for what they did, what the directors did at that time, because I think that there's... um, at the time, it, I didn't realize it was a dead branch. I mm-hmm. didn't realize. I thought that there was still life going into mm-hmm. that branch. And the reality is it was dead. And I had other places to be and other things to do to see the, like, fruitfulness and growth. Yeah. Um, and what year was that? Like, when the, you had that conversation? 2015. And now it's 2023. Yeah. Wow. So it's taken probably, I mean, it's taken almost a decade for me to go wow, like there is so much good that came Mm -hmm. from that. And truthfully, we were so young and we went to one place and we had experienced one church and one, you know, ministry. And I think that there was so much more of the world to see. And there are people that I know, one of my closest friends still lives in Rockford and has lived in Rockford for many, many years. And for her, like that is what God is calling her to. Um, But for me, I think that I just realized like there is so much more that God was calling me to and not in a way where God is calling me more than her but like for me it was more you know for me there was an increase by leaving and I think that that is um something that took a lot of years for me to be okay with and for Mm -hmm. me to feel you know Rockford in in a lot of ways was a safe place for me um and it was scary and it doesn't feel great I mean if you think about like a tree and you think about a huge branch getting cut off it could be for the good of that tree but like it feels a little naked like you feel a little bit like something's missing Mm -hmm. and I think I felt like that for a long time until now I can see what replaced that branch which is fruit you know right um I think it's so important to like you're we go through different seasons we're at different places like physically you know we some people move states move to different organizations um, move to different churches even but I think God uses each of those places to grow you and mold you and shape you so that you can be launched into the next thing like you can't have right. all the creative people in one spot like eventually right. they need to go out and help be um creative in other spots I guess or just it just comes back to like the body of Christ and how we each have all of these different talents and gifts and God wants to use those in the locations that he's calling us to so we have to be willing to go when he says go and plant when he says plant and give it our all wherever we're at right and it's cool because God doesn't really need us like but he chooses us like I'm not saying God wouldn't move the way that he's moving in our church right now if Frank and I weren't here. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he would because God doesn't need us. But the fact that he wanted us here, he chose us to be here, um, and we obeyed that, mm-hmm. the fruit that we get to see in that, uh, we never would have saw if we were in, in Rockford. You know, yeah. We never would have seen if we stayed in the place um, that we were and didn't uproot and go somewhere else. You know, yeah. And I think that that's... Um, it's just really cool knowing, especially what is happening in our church right now, that like all along, I know this is where we've, we are supposed to be. Right. I just keep thinking back to what we talked about at the beginning. Um, I really felt like God spoke this to me like over the summer, but that 
dead things can fertilize future growth. And so when we are in a season that's coming to an end, there's kind of like a death to that season. It sounds kind of weird, but there is. But then that can fertilize future growth. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to stay in a dead Mm -hmm. spot. You want to move where God is Mm -hmm. taking you next and allow that fertilizer to help bring about like the flourishing life and the fruit that you want to see and well I think you know in a really practical way going back to you know even Jesus's uh example in the word of plants uh you know our dead dead leaves and uh crap to not have a better word (laughs) um is actually fertilizer you know like that is actually what people use to fertilize their plants yeah and I think that that is just really cool because for something that felt like it had no more purpose it felt like exactly like you said it was a dead season it felt like the purpose was gone you couldn't find it like that was a um a dead branch in my life that has been made new in Mm -hmm. a way that you know it really did fertilize the ground that I walk on Mm -hmm. like it really is uh that was such a a springboard for who I am today right I look back on that as a foundational season um and where I am now I don't think I would be without that season right but uh it definitely fertilized my life Mm -hmm. you know it definitely fertilized like the soil that I was planting because I wouldn't have the same fruit today if I didn't have mm-hmm. that season, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, so we've talked about kind of um, a season of pruning where you kind of quickly saw what God was doing and were able to align with that. We talked about a season where it took years to discover what the purpose of the pruning was. But I also want to talk about like the practical ways of pruning, because I think that um, in James 4.17, it says, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. And I think setting out to understand the convictions that the Holy Spirit is giving you um, is a way that every single day we are allowing God to prune Mm -hmm. us. We are allowing God to chisel away at us to make us into the version of him that he wants. Yeah, I definitely think that there's like a daily pruning because every day we have to choose to die to our sinful nature. So maybe it's a pruning of an attitude or a bad behavior. Um, So just kind of being in tune and aligned to God and what he's laying on your heart and telling you like you need to stop doing this and start doing this instead. Um, I I love uh, information about like our brains and how our brains are wired and how you can get into like a really negative thought pattern. But if you stop that and like you recognize and think about what you're thinking about, you can replace that negative. You can stop the negative thought and then decide to redirect it in another way to have like more positive life giving thoughts. So pruning can look so different. I feel like my mind's kind of going to a bunch of different places. But when you were saying that, what came to me was like, you can prune the way you think, the way you react to things um, and attitudes, I feel like is a big one. Right. Um, so the series that we're going through in church right now is like the names of God. And mm-hmm. so we talked about healing today and he kind of spoke about even healing of mental health. Right. And I think that in some of the like some of those things you definitely need like healing for. Right. I think in some of them, too, like we have to understand Uh, and ask the Holy Spirit really to show us what is maybe causing some of these things Mm -hmm. in our lives. You know, like I've noticed for me, 
when life gets really hard or when I feel um, overwhelmed, my very first instinct is to isolate. I just want to be around people. Right. I want to like stay on my couch and not move. And I mean, I even kind of do that within my own home, which is interesting. Um, but I think that I've had to understand that depression is the result of that. And so I've had to uh, ask God for his conviction in those seasons when I'm isolating to kind of like show me that that's what I'm doing Mm because sometimes I don't realize I'm doing it um and so I think that's just like an example but I think that there are a lot of ways that um God is constantly trying to prune us and my convictions from 10 years ago are different than my convictions Mm -hmm. are today as we evolve as people God is going to also like evolve those convictions and truthfully in almost every single area of my life, I can't really think of one that's not this case, but they're compared to like previous versions of myself, the convictions are stronger. Like, and can you tell what a conviction is? Like, um, define that. So when I looked up the definition for conviction, it says a firmly held belief or opinion. Yeah. And I think that allowing um, God to change some of those things that we think are, uh, that we hold so tightly to, um, I think is kind of what he's talking about when he's saying to like work out your own convictions right. and like for letting the Holy Spirit tell you what is right and wrong and that you don't go into something thinking what is right and wrong, you know, and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak that to you. And then if you don't do it, that is where it turns into sin. You know, Um, I think about the climate of our nation and I think about how uh, torn it is even politically. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that like something that I have been so passionate about in the last few years um, is not walking into conversations thinking that I know everything and I know (laughs) every answer and that my opinion is true every time. You know, like I have friends, very close friends of mine that believe very differently than I do. And I think that going into those conversations and hearing them out and understanding where they're coming from um, really helps ease the conversation. And I just, I don't want to ever go into something and think that I know exactly what is right and wrong here. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. if there's anything, I've said this before and I feel so passionately about this, but if there's anything I know for sure, it's that we know nothing. (laughs) Like we definitely can stand in the confidence of the word of God and we can stand like knowing who he is in that. Um, But we all get it wrong on some level. Like there's not a single human on this earth that knows everything. Right. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts and Mm -hmm. so because of that alone I know that I don't know it all Mm -hmm. um and so I think that this is something that you have to really partner with the Holy Spirit yes to ask him to show you and guide you um the true vine right right yeah and you said this earlier like connecting to the vine of Jesus like connecting to him in that way allowing that to be the place that gives you life and Mm -hmm. gives you truth um and nourishes you um and I think just going in and asking him because you don't know it all you know right right I think for me because I'm trying to think like how this can practically be practiced for me it looks like journaling kind of getting my thoughts on the paper working through some things in my mind times of worship like listening to worship music just putting truth in in my head and um this was shared with me before but um it was said like if you're feeling really anxious and you just need to like kind of bring yourself back to center like put on worship music and think about the lyrics like visualize the words that are being sung just to kind of like bring yourself to a centeredness um 
So I think that's really good reading your Bible. Like, I just feel like that's something that needs to be reiterated. Like we can read great books and listen Mm -hmm. to great podcasts, but you have to be in the word. Like Mm -hmm. that is the source. And studying it because I think that um, we have taken, we've learned this. uh, Our pastor does a really good message on uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 and how like, everyone writes that in graduation cards, but you're almost even just saying like something bad's going to happen, you know, like the way that that story is written in the Bible. Yes. Um, and so not understanding the context. Mm -hmm. So I think that like the studying of God's word, even, and not just, um, always taking it for face value, but really studying what the context is, what he's saying, what Mm -hmm. he means, studying Hebrew and Greek and that kind of thing. Yeah. And Um, asking God to show you, like before you start reading, God, show me what you want me to see for today. Let one of these verses like really pop off the page and speak to me and speak to the situation that I'm walking through right um I anytime that I am painting or writing or I do like I do so many random things like I even make sugar cookies like decorated and bread cookies now. and I make my own sourdough um, but anything that I'm doing that is like a create a creative outlet for me I was just telling Annie this but like I just want to worship God it's like Mm -hmm. the weirdest thing to Hmm. me because I will just be painting and I'm like I have never felt so connected with like the praise of God like Mm. than in those moments and I think and she's like well yeah Brandy it's because you're a creative and I'm like (laughs) I mean yes but like I can't even describe it to you because it's like nothing makes me come more alive than when I'm like letting my brain like get into that space and how freeing it is to just like worship God and um and what you're gifted in, what he's planted yeah, in Yes. You. And so even like that, like asking the Holy Spirit of like, what gifts do you want? You know, so I, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast yet, but um, it has been spoken over me several times recently and I feel it stirring in my spirit. But like the gift of prophecy, like God yeah. is bringing that into my life, um, which is a little scary to me because I feel like... Um, to be truthful, I think I've ran from it a little bit a lot of my life because it feels wacky. Like, it feels <laughs> like those are the weird gifts. Like, you know, those are where it gets, like, weird. Um, but I know that he's doing it. Like, I know that I know that I know that he's doing it. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, what you can do and something that, again, is, like, anchoring me to the Lord is, like, okay, God, I feel like this might be a gift that you're growing or even what gifts do you want to grow in me? And then just, like, listening to Holy Spirit do it and he will do it. Like, so many people have spoken this over me and now it's like I get these words or I get these um visions or whatever and when I share them almost every single time it's been confirmed by another person and so I'm like I feel like you can just even go to God and say like what are my gifts like what can I operate in to be so connected to you and to the body of the church that I'm going to hear you when you speak Mm -hmm. and I'm going to hear you Um, as you're giving me these convictions, you know? And I think in that you have to also ask, what do I need to stop? What do I need Mm -hmm. to let fall away so that I can be more in tune to you? I mean, something as simple, and I heard this on a podcast I was listening to, but like, you know, a little less time on Netflix, a little more time of Mm -hmm. reading your Bible or whatever it may be. But I think that to grow in all of those things and in your giftings and what God is calling you to do, you have to kind of, turn focus away from things that could be a distraction and it might not even be a bad thing like Mm -hmm. watching a show is not a bad thing it's just you have to be in tune to like what do you need to be spending more of your time doing and maybe 
less of your time right. doing something else. And I feel inclined to say that I have like not arrived at all. <laughs> um, and I think you would yeah, say the same. Oh, 100%. Like I, I don't want it to come across like we know all the answers. I think we all kind of know what we need to do, but like I'm oh, not yeah. great at executing it all the time um, because I was even going to say, and this is something that I really suck at, um, especially after having a toddler, but um, routine is a huge one. Like mm-hmm. I think that when you choose to live in a routine, it might feel a little mundane, but like those are kind of like the spiritual disciplines. Like yeah. you're waking up at a certain time, you're taking care of your body, you're getting in the word. Like you have these things that you do throughout your day um, that is a routine. And I think that I am so bad at a routine, but I know that it is a huge piece of, again, like getting anchored to the Lord because I right. think that when I go into my day and I already know, I already know I'm getting in the word. I already know I'm going to take care of my body. Mm-hmm. I already know that I'm going to do this. Like, I think that that definitely is a, a, one of those practical ways that you can just, um, get in tune with the Holy spirit, you know, definitely, definitely. So I think kind of to wrap this all up, um, if you are going through a pruning season or if you are searching your heart to try to understand what God is pruning in you or what he wants to prune, um, I would just encourage everyone to find community. Community is going to be the thing that is going to inspire you, empower you, um, give you those some of those practical ideas. I think that a lot of the things that we talk about, like I'll hear you say something and I'm like, I need to do that or vice mm-hmm, versa, you know, and I mm-hmm. think conver- like conversing about these things yeah. and talking about mm-hmm. them. Um, obviously, the word is important. You should always go there and you should always like go to the Lord. But I'm just saying a huge piece of um, hearing God's voice is through the people that he's put in your life. And so I think that you should find trusted community to do that. Um, and I would encourage, I think in every episode we have encouraged this, but we really do encourage deep, authentic community. Mm-hmm. And we want everyone to operate in that because there's so much power in that. Um So with that being said, um, at the end of every episode, we always ask, what is something that is making you flourish right now? And so, uh, Anna, can you share with us what is helping you flourish right now? I think I feel challenged to uh, practice fasting more. And that's what kind of came to my mind when you just asked this, is I know like our church, the first Thursday of every month, they do fasting. So you can do a day of fasting, a meal of fasting, but you're supposed to spend that time in prayer instead. This is so hard for me. Like that is not a spiritual discipline that I want to go to. I'd rather sit with my Bible for an hour and just be alone versus having to like fast a meal also but I do feel like that's something that God keeps putting on my heart my word for this year was refocus and it was that kind of came from the fact that my year was last year was so out of whack from having a baby and all of my routines and normalcy were like just thrown out the window yeah so this year has really been like I've been trying to like wake up before he wakes up so that I can have my coffee and read my bible for a little bit or journal or you know just bringing that routine in like that is so important for me starting my day like that um but yeah I do feel challenged to like get involved in uh just in like different ways kind of give my time more to things because it is a lot easier to just be at home and I love being with Louie and I miss him when I'm gone but I also know like there's a stirring in my heart that I'm supposed to be spending my time in different ways that are basically more ministry related or just like relationship related like I'm trying to be more present at church like when someone walks past me 
like to have a conversation or ask how their child's doing. I did that a couple weeks ago. I asked someone how their son was. I couldn't believe how touched she was from it. She she like said multiple times like thank you for asking. And I just was thinking that was such a simple question like how's his school year going so far cuz the school year just started for most of the kids like a month ago. Um but yeah, just like really trying to be in tune to like what's going on in other people's lives and how mm-hmm. I can like kind of check in or say like, you know, I'm a little more awake now not sleep deprived now that you know (laughs) (laughs) you can sleep through the night yeah like literally 17 months you showing up as a um I always feel this way because I feel you on like the more time that you get involved in other things you're taking away from time with your kids or your spouse or whatever um but like the person that you get to show up yeah to like or as uh when you're showing up like as your true authentic self right. in other areas and you're operating in your gifts um you'll just be a better mom you'll be a better yeah. wife um, yeah. and I think that that's that is kind of what gives me comfort in those things too you know and obviously you have to work out your own convictions and right. figure out like what you need to say yes and no to but if it's something you really feel like you need to say yes to I really believe your family will be better for it yeah you know? yeah that's good how about you um so for me with flourishing I think that I am choosing, even in the uncomfortable, to operate in gifts that I know God is, like, calling Mm. me to. It's really uncomfortable for me, like, to the point. This is so vulnerable for me to say, but (laughs) um, I've been at church. I've received a word. I know I'm supposed to share it, and I just tell God no. Like, I'm like, I can't do it. Um, That's scary. And I don't know, like, where that... It's so funny, the ebbs and flows of my boldness throughout my life, because I... I feel like when I was a teenager, I was so bold. Like, I would have, I never did this, but I would have. I lost so many friends in high, like, to this day, I don't feel really connected to hardly any of my old high school friends, and I think it was because I chose Christianity, like, um, and I, like, I knew, I know that that's what I did, and I, I, I get it, like, Mm I, I chose that um but back then I was so bold that I didn't care I didn't care if I was losing friends I would have stood up on a lunch table and proclaimed the name of the (laughs) Lord if that's what he asked me to do then I went to Rockford and I definitely still felt a lot of that boldness and I think just through um different seasons of my life I've lost that um and so it's just really funny to see now like God asking me to be bold and me being like I don't want to do it I don't want to do it um because I that what that's not a previous version of me like Mm. uh I would have done that before right now I'm so scared of rejection and if somebody like doesn't agree with me or confirm what I'm thinking I like spiral out of control it's like it's just insane so all of that to say I just feel like um I'm really trying to boldly operate in my gifts um and I am not apologizing for them Mm -hmm. anymore I'm not going to be scared to use them um I have seen the benefit to the body if I operate in the gifts that I have and Mm so um you know like so this is kind of a I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent but my boss at work Mm. I felt like the Lord was telling me to pray for yeah, her. I and that. I was like, no. <laughs> um, and I just, I like, I couldn't shake it. I was yeah. like, I have to go pray for her. And that's like so nerve wracking, especially when you work well, in a secular. Yeah, I was going to say, I work you, at a bank. A bank. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not um, like you're working at a church. So I go in her office and I shut the door and I'm like, I feel like I'm supposed to pray for you. And so I did. And the only thing that wow. kept coming to my mind is that God would give her wisdom to make the decisions she need to make, oh, needed wow. to make. And that's why I prayed for her she was crying she's like you have no idea what that prayer meant to me wow. um and then 
about two weeks later, she tells me that somebody had offered her another position <gasps> and she didn't go. She chose not to. But um, she's like, you had no idea that that's why you were praying wow. for me. But I knew that like the Lord was in this because is she you, a Christian? Yeah, she is okay. a Christian, um, which we had never really talked about faith before. So okay. I didn't really know that at that right. point. Um, but I actually found out through all of this that she serves on the board of her church. Like, So oh. she's like very committed. And I, I never knew anything wow. about that. Um, and so she's like, yeah, I was making this decision. And uh, like when you prayed for wisdom, she's like, I wish that you would have just given me the answer. <laughs> she's like, but it confirmed like God is with me in this yeah, decision, you know? You. Yeah. And so I think that like I've that's what I mean when I say I've realized she is a Christian. It's not like she had this radical salvation moment through this, but the benefit to the body, like right. she is a part of the body of Christ. And I did that. And um I see the benefit from that, you know, and even in the uncomfortable. So Mm -hmm. I just, I think for me, it's just operating in that it's operating in my creativity. It's operating in those things that I, um, have a lot of insecurities about. Annie asked me to pay a Bible for her and I don't know why anyone would do that to me. (laughs) Um, because I was like, this is scary. This is your Bible. Like, like I don't want to mess it up, you know? And, um, I did it. And I mean, I can see the flaws in it because I did it, but like, she's like, oh my gosh, it looks so good. And I don't know if I believe her yet or not but um I had a really good time doing it and I had a lot of good moments with God when I did it and I just I'm trying to not be insecure anymore about yeah what God is asking me to do you know yeah oh I love that you're like pushing past the fear because it is scary to (laughs) like speak out something or do something that God's calling you to do it can be really scary but like the power of him is in you um I'm gonna close off out in prayer now um and just pray for all the listeners. Lord, we come to you today and we are so thankful for your Holy Spirit, God, because that is the connection that we get to have um, to what you are saying and what you are doing. And I just ask that the Holy Spirit would fill the hearts of everyone listening, God, truly fill the hearts and that they would be able to hear what you're saying, that they would be able to understand what you're doing, God. I pray that if there's someone in this uh, that's listening to this podcast right now that feels um, like they are in a pruning season, God, I pray that you would show them the fruit that is going to come from the dead. I ask God if there are people that are listening to this podcast right now that feel like they want to search their own hearts and understand what you are trying to prune, God, I pray, God, that they would open their hearts to that, God, and that they would be able to have the strength to do whatever you are asking them of them, God. I ask, Lord, that as they are searching and seeking to live the best, closest way to you that they can, I ask God that they would be blessed in that, that they would hear your voice clearly. I pray for the people that are listening that don't have community, God, that you would put people in their lives, God, that they would have true, authentic, real community. Lord, we are so thankful for who you are. We love who you are. We're so thankful for what you've done in our lives. And I just pray, God, that we would just never lose sight of who you are and what you've done, God, that we would never lose sight of the plans that you have and that we would always walk in step with you and align ourselves with you. In Jesus' name, amen.